When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, Charles the Fourth, or is it the Third? Bloody bitch! We will supply the denazification of the Let me put it to you! Just a concrete. Yes, you If you win by one, you've won. The phone went over the side. It's time to destroy the I just think everyone should be sure. What the fuck is going on? Hello, I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast, where each week I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? Now, this week, because I'm in uh, week four of bloody chemotherapy, radiotherapy treatment, uh, I'll be honest, it's been a bit tricky (laughs) to make a podcast. Uh, It's not one of the things they advise at the hospital. They don't sort of go, try to get plenty of rest, make sure you have plenty of steam to keep the sort of organs going well, make sure you take your medication. And if you can try and do a podcast every week, we find that really, really does help with the symptoms. Um, <clears throat> nonetheless, we have made a podcast thanks to the absolutely lovely and delightful and funny uh, Mr. Scott Bennett. So this is me and him chatting for 40 minutes about, well, here we are. You're, this is, you're, you're like, well, you might not like it, but uh, you, if you don't, you're wrong. Well, what the fuck is going on? You need expert advice normally when you've got, I don't know, people swiping 60 million quid for making shit they can't make up and then going and doing interviews going, oh, I was only nicking 60 million quid and thinking that that was going to make it all right and there's war everywhere and fuck knows. But I don't, but that that doesn't mean anything (laughs) very much when you're spending most of your day preparing fuck knows what. I'll go through a list of some of these things in a minute I've got in front of me. But the most important thing in front of me is Mr. Scott Bennett, who's going to help us find out what the fuck is going on with my peculiar body. Other people go to consultants and doctors and shit. Wow. But I prefer you, Scott. Oh, well, I'll, get, I'll go and get the rubber. I'll get the latex gloves on then, shall I? And uh, yeah, wow. Thank you. I'm honoured. I'm honoured to be involved in this journey. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it is a journey, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is a journey. In the preparation, I'm so sorry I've kept you waiting God knows how long. My preparation, I've got little names for all these things, these medical things. There's fucking Dexy something. I call it Dexy Midnighty Alatow. And there's one called, It's got. I can never get it right. I think it's called Any Ten 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 Tent. And there's Paracetamol, which I call Paraglidamol. And there's Lido something, Lido Swim, I call it. Fucking hell. I don't know which ones I swallow, stick up my arse, put in my ear, fucking put in a weasel and suck it out through the weasel's knob. I fuck knows what I'm supposed to do with it all. I'm probably putting it all in the wrong place. You're like a walking Holland and Barrett. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's Matt. Yeah. I, I, so is that all one day? Is it just a, have you got one of those cases that you have little flaps yeah. on? A medication flap. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, I suppose if it gets last if I get minute used gift. to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know when you. Yeah, yeah. I had a um, my lovely aunt Gwen. God rest her soul. She was a sweet woman, and I remember in a it brought around this very house for a lot. What was her last Christmas? In fact, it was about three weeks before she went. And um, I picked her up from Cricklewood, and I remember driving her back on Christmas Day, and she started on, Crick- on uh, Cricklewood Broadway and didn't stop till we got to Crystal Palace, telling me about uh, ailments and medication and stuff. And I think just as we pulled into the, <laughs> as we were pulling up outside, she went, oh, and then I forgot to tell you about my ears. And <laughs> And I thought it was all very funny. Well, and now I think I'm probably, I'm now probably being paid back for that. Well, I used to, I used to moan when you'd see like retired people in the post office in lunchtime during the peak mm. when you were working and clogging up the queue. And now I realise it takes them that long to do the medication. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they don't leave the house till midday. No, they don't. Well, this takes me about an hour and a quarter to go through all this, um, and I've got to feed myself through a tube. So I have to, oh God, it takes about an hour and a quarter. I have to do it three times a day. But what what the the amazing thing is that with all this, you know, and it is amazing, I'm very lucky because the UCLH is the top hospital uh, and they've got all the most amazing equipment. But I have to have a meeting with them every Monday and every Thursday about the symptoms and they care for every little thing, you know. And nearly all of the things that they suggest uh Oh, for example, putting your head in a bowl of steam. So just getting a bowl of water and putting your head over it for 10 minutes. Um, and then uh, it's just all stuff like that. It's So you think this could be the 1850s and we haven't really got, got anywhere past that. I love it. It's, like, it's basically like you've gone to see your nana. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put some it's orange absolute... peel under your pillow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it turns out... It turns out that works. There's a yeah. lovely military man I see most days in there, and we were laughing about it. And he goes, "Yes, yes, I, I rather expect tomorrow they're going to suggest leeches." <laughs> yeah, and, <that's, laughs> yeah. and uh, take two. What's the other things they do? Yeah, it's a steam, and um, yeah, just rubbing cream. Just if your if face is a bit sore, rub a bit of something soft on it. Sit up. Make sure you put your pillows up right. It's things like that. Wow, that's what sort of does. Because <clears throat> what my problem is. And this is a short-term problem. It doesn't seem like it when I'm coughing my guts up. This is all to do with the, um, the response to the radiotherapy because the radiotherapy has attacked my saliva glands. So my saliva glands now are going, there's no fucking saliva. So I don't know. They compensate. and they, oh, Do they compensate? They produce mucus. Mucus at an industrial fucking rate. Wow. I've, I've, not, I've never seen it before. A couple of weeks ago, I watched... There will be blood. Have you seen that with Daniel Day-Lewis? Yes. And at the start, you know where he strikes oil? And it's like that. It'd be like, it's, I'm like, my body's like that, except they've struck, we've struck mucus. Wow. That mucus is mine. And the fucking thing's going everywhere. You know, when you see like a film of that or someone in Texas and they've struck oil, you think, surely that'll just spurt out and then run out. But it doesn't. It goes on for hundreds of years. And that's like my fucking mucus. It's just like, <laughs> there's enough mucus in there for five generations. And it's just fucking flowing out and they can't capture enough of it. And there's mucus pipelines <laughs> to pump to places like fucking Austria where they haven't got any natural mucus. <laughs> I would get that on eBay. You know, like people sell socks and pants. 
if you had some proper trademarked Mark Steele mucus, yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Some proper p- uh, political mucus. Whenever you any, anyone's come round at Christmas, if those relatives come round, start banging on about Brexit, have a line of Mark <laughs> Steele mucus. I'll bring you to your senses, oh, love. Oh, no, you, oh, it's a funny gift, but I tried it and it was lovely. You know. I, I, had a, I had a shot of Mark Steele mucus and I woke up with empathy. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Don't make me fucking laugh. Sorry. <laughs> That's ne- it's never been a problem before, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah. Wow. Well, so well, I've got it, some here. Now I've got some right now. I'm going to have to get rid of it. it it's, oh, my God. This is live mucus removal. Get it in a jar. Get it priced up, Mark. <laughs> get it on eBay. Do, do, do you know what's amazing? That's, that's four pound fifty just going down the sink. There you go. <laughs> it's liquid gold, mate. You're rinsing away gold there. As for is it? It's it's amazing how it seems to change the calibration of different. I never. And did you know that that was a possibility that all these little bits and quirks yeah. would happen? Yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the body's a bit like a car, isn't it? You yeah. sort of think, what well, one little thing, you know, you, the whole engine's fucked, and they go, oh, you've got a little bit of muck in your bloody carburetor or something. One little thing. So it was like that, and it sends everything haywire. So uh, um, they did tell me, they're very accurate at predicting what's likely to happen. And I'm about right, I think, to what they predicted. It gets worse <laughs> right. after uh, I'm in the fourth week of the chemo and radiotherapy and uh, the, the it gets worse next week. So you sort of think, well, what does worse mean? What? <laughs> yeah. And they keep asking me about ringing my ears. Have you had ringing in your ears? And I keep going, no. And I think, oh, that's around the corner then. <laughs> it's a bit like being on a roller coaster <laughs> and every... every and at every stop, you know, they, they go, oh, have you, no, you've not had the one where your arsehole falls out and, <laughs> and we've got a seriously employed to set fire to your bowels. Have, have you had the five-hour shit yet? Have you had that one? No. <laughs> I'm had... just imagine no. them just coming up with stuff like that. Have you not had your yeah. five-hour shit yet? That's... <laughs> you're not. You're, not, you're doing okay. well then. You're quite late then. <laughs> you, the five-hour shit might miss you out. I don't know. <laughs> One bloke, he, he, he thought he was having a five hour shit and four four hours, 40 minutes and it ended. So it was fucking Christmas for him early. I wonder if they actually have a, have a little chart where they're just making them up. Just yeah, putting yeah. words together. Five, mm. Time frame, bodily function. We'll just tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I had the peg feed, so the peg is this sort of tube that goes in your stomach so you can feed yourself through that uh, with a syringe. Yeah. And um, that... I, th- I thought, well, this isn't going to be very nice. And the, they, they sort of described what was going to happen. But the main thing was this bloke had to sit and tell me, and it's all le- for legal reasons, all tell me the things that could go wrong. And, of course, none of these things is very, very unlikely. But eventually I just drifted off and they were sort of going, oh, and, of course, the tube could get caught around your kidneys and drag that out through your ear. <laughs> or, or it could fucking, or we could bloody accidentally catch it onto the end of your knob and, you know, and then you'll be a fucking hermaphrodite. I love that it, they might as well read it out like terms and conditions. Your home is yeah, at yeah. risk if you yeah. don't keep Because by the time you've drifted off, yeah, just do it quickly. Exactly, and then the last, exactly like the, the last one is your heart may fall through your eyelid. All right, that's fine. We're at the end now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> My daughter yeah. had, had that in her stomach. 
my daughter yeah. had it's a little cold. Your daughter was ill from the moment she was born. Wasn't she? Yeah, ten, ten weeks old. So she had a, a little gastrostomy, like you. You've got like a call it a peg, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, peg, yeah. and I remember when we went to get it removed, and I thought it was going to be an operation. It just pulled it out. Yeah, it just went. Boop. Pulled it out, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's it then." But yeah, th- th- that's quite a common thing. I didn't, I didn't realize adults they did it in adults as well. Yeah, yeah, it's so well. Even that is so simple. You'd sort of think there was some high tech digital fiber optic thing yeah. supplied by some American company, and it goes under the under the Atlantic or something, and it comes from space. And uh, it's just, it's literally like a little tube that you would imagine someone having in the 1950s. It's just a sort of little plastic tube, and you just attach a syringe to it and pump in. And this stuff, there's no way you'd ever drink or eat this stuff. It's horrible. They couldn't have made it a more sickly, foul colour. It looks like sick. And uh, you just get used to it. It's amazing what you get used to. Yeah, I mean, have you found have you found that were you good with medicine before? Do you no. know what I mean? No, I've not really been ill, Scott. I've, been, I've barely been ill in my life. You yeah, know? Pete so was I'm, saying you're quite you fit. That's probably does that stand you in good stead? The credits yeah, in the bank. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. I'm taking them out now, though. I'm getting fucking <laughs> angry letters now. You're in arrears <laughs> now. <laughs> you need to do another marathon, mate, because it's running low. You're going to have to borrow some cycling lycra quickly. Yeah, I am. Yeah. God, yeah, it's that, yeah. It's the mucus at the moment. That's, right. that's, that's My life revolves around me. So, and it's at the moment, it's all right. And then you think, it's an amazing thing how stupid the human mind is because you can, or maybe it's just me, it's so difficult to think that things are going to be different from how they are now. So, you know, like, you know, like people <clears throat> get on a plane, they've been on holiday to Jamaica, right? And they get on a plane that's coming back here. So, you see them at the airports and they get out and they're in shorts and it's November and they go, oh, fuck, I forgot it wouldn't be boiling up because it was boiling up when I got on the plane. And and they're in a sort of flowery shirt or something. And it's like that with with this at the moment. So between, as we speak, between 12 and about 3 in the morning, I was just coughing and coughing and going backwards and forwards to the toilet and gobbing up this mucus. And uh, sometimes I'm in my house, my toilet is right next to me. It's not right next to my bed, but the toilet is next to the bedroom. So... There were times when I'd do a gob, think, well, that's that dumb for a bit. And before I got back to the bed, I'd need to go back. Say, How fucking quick are these mucus, these mucus shifts? They've got, bloody Daniel Day-Lewis has got them really slaying. It's the Amazon Mu- of mucus shifts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, they're not they're allowed not to toilet They're not break. allowed to toilet <laughs> They're flying round, they're clocking in, clocking out. I've never seen anything like it. Just, they need more rights, these mucus. More. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They need a fucking five minutes an hour or something. Wow. And a, that's that's amazing how fast that's done it, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. Do you ever, do you ever but, just stand there and go, oh, come on, sh- what are you doing? I'm arguing with my mucus. I am arguing with mucus. And then eventually, eventually, mm-hmm. and you never know which bit is the last bit. And, yeah. it's, and they've clocked off or they've or they've maybe got some 1970s mucus workers <laughs> that have taken a mattress in and the boss has gone and they've, like, and they've gone and had a kip. <laughs> and then suddenly I'm asleep and then I wake up 
late to be speaking to you. Wow. Uh, so I don't know. So now, and it doesn't feel too bad now. So now I think, oh, this is all right. Cancer's a doddle. It's all the fuss. Yeah. And um, it, it's uh, what I find amazing about it is is that that you would never experience that world. No one would tell you. And I bet it's different no. from everyone for everyone as well. It's got to be. Yeah, I think the mucus is quite common with this because it's um because it, the cancer's in the neck, right? So they've got they've got to sort of attack all the bits around that, and so that includes the saliva gland. So they did warm. Oh, and dry, right? So they talk about a dry mouth. You'll get a dry mouth. So you think, oh, a dry mouth, little bit of water that sorts that out. Yeah. But there's a you would have thought there was a level of dry that was beyond anything you'd ever experience. You'd think there was an an optimum dry wouldn't you yeah you can't get drier than that yeah yeah but th there is dry and then there is like some fucker has delved in and thought there's a molecule of water in here we're having that out wow like some burglar some burglar that's been around the house and taken everything and gone oh there's a little bit of carpet oh there's some old out of date milk let's have that as well you know and it's like that the mucus thieves the the water thieves so it's just so dry right so it's like it's almost like I imagine that bit you know at the end of Indiana Jones Raiders of Lost Ark where he drinks <laughs> yeah. the wrong, wrong cup that's the dryness the aridness the dustiness <laughs> I imagine so yeah, that, that yeah. is and are you just constantly drinking then to, well, to, I, can't, to, I can't drink because me, me, um, I can't seem to get anything through that direction. So I have to put all these syringes of water in me stomach, and no matter how much it is, they go, "Oh, you need a bit more." So I put it up to a ridiculous level, like I've got about thirty syringes a day. Of wow! Water, and I told them that, thinking they'd go, "Oh, you are a good boy." <laughs> and they went, mm, "Needs to be a bit more," she said. My God! So just fucking, <laughs> just connect. Fuck it. You're gonna have to connect yourself up to the mains. <laughs> Just having yourself next to the tap. Why you don't Just, I can't. I can't do more than this. I've got stuff to do, love. I can't be. I can't shrink all day. Get up an emergency plumber to come round. Charge you fifty quid to plumb yourself in. <laughs> Just yeah, that way where they take up the drain, don't they? And they go. Like you ain't got a manhole. Have you got a manhole uh, yeah. cover, mate? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. We've got it here. Yeah, that should do. We've got some leaves. We'll just clear these leaves out. We'll connect you up, mate. When I, go, that should do it. <laughs> when I saw you at um, the BBC thing, I noticed you were sort of sipping water. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. that is that because you can't take big gulps then? No, that was well, that was back in the old days. That was nine days ago, eight <laughs> days ago. Crikey. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, the descent continues. Is that changed? I don't know what happens next. That's changed so much since then, nine days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, so I'm I've got probably about another four weeks of it getting worse and then it starts to get better. <clears throat> so you just sort of tick off the tick off the days really. Mm. I mean in the end it is a deal. In the end, you know, I, I get to I fucking bet to get to live a long time. If I get to live like another nine weeks as a result of this, <laughs> I've been did it, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean it's 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 almost like you're on some weird or like all inclusive or spa weekend or something. Yeah. Well, you've been in the you've been in the mucus room. That's that's <laughs> working your way yeah. out of that now. You've you've had your you've had your water hydration therapy. I mean, God. Yeah. It's yeah. it's. it's uh, this is the sort of old-fashioned thing. Obviously, people listening can't see this. This is the thing. So I've got a thing. This, I've got something, the one I call Dexy Midnight here. Yeah, it does start Dexy something. Well, Dexys were named after a drug, weren't they? So really? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, and then there's this thing, Pill Crusher. 
magnificent. Wow. And it's like, look at that. It's from like, that is absolutely something from your granny. So it's a <laughs> little, it's like a big pencil sharpener. Because <clears throat> I can't swallow tablets. I put these little pink things in there and you just twist it and crush it. Wow. Beautiful old object. Yeah. And I tell you what, when you're finished and you've got through all this, go down Brixton and sell all that <laughs> yeah. to a lab because they would snap your hand off for a proper NHS yeah. crusher. Yeah, they would. <laughs> it does look, when I set it all up, I call it my little, um, my little breaking bad table. Yeah. It does look very much like Walter White's going to be very happy and he's just going to need one more object and yeah. and then he can be away selling his product. Does it Does it make you think, because I, I always, and I'm sure you do too, when you read about the NHS and like people wanting medication, but then the pharmaceutical companies inflate the prices. Does it, Do you feel differently now you can see how much you've got and how many medication, do you know what I mean? I always, I always think that. I always think, why are they inflating the prices? But then you think about how much you've probably got there, thousands of pounds worth of stuff. Yeah, it probably is, yeah. Which is yeah, mad, isn't it? it? It probably it probably is, yeah. Now I'm costing I'm costing if yeah, if these people who moaned about you know, people who moan, oh, I pay my taxes for these fucking people, but they always moan about <clears throat> bloke up the road who's claimed nothing really. Yeah. But it's me they should be complaining about. <laughs> yeah. I pay my taxes for that fucking wanker. <laughs> To sit there having a pill crusher and drinking fucking tablets and don't and can't even be bothered to learn the correct Latin name of the fucking arsehole. Spitting in his on fucking muck. <laughs> Spitting in his ensuite every two hours. Yeah. Fucking. I'm paying for that fucking arsehole to be wired up to the mains. That's why my water bills are so fucking. Oh. We should send him to Rwanda, the fucking wanker. Well, the, the worst, the worst, the weird thing was is when my daughter was ill. I mean, it's a long mm. story, but we ended up flying on a private jet to get get her a scan in Berlin. She had a really rare yeah disease. It was she? like a genetic opposite of diabetes. One in. 500,000 so we were flying wow. on a private jet and I did remember looking down over Manchester thinking someone's not getting a hip today <laughs> <laughs> as we were sort of kicking back but you go you go, I, yeah. I suppose that's the, the, the thing you don't understand and when I, I spoke to someone I said if we hadn't have had the NHS how much would this cost uh, and she said oh it would be 300,000 like that it took the house in America, wow. that have took your house for it. And you sort of go, you don't mm. realise that we do keep paying the money and it's not a perfect system, but it delivers, doesn't it? Mm. In a weird way, it does deliver. Yeah. It, might, it might deliver badly and take about seven attempts to get yeah. you there. But but the, I mean, the, the service we had there, I can't fault it really. It's, so why did you have to go to Berlin? Uh, so, so basically she had, um, at the time, the, she had like a lesion on her pancreas so it was stopping the sugar going into a, a system. So she kept having um, going hypoglycemic. So they the only machines available to scan a pancreas were in Berlin or Philadelphia. And I was like, we're going Philadelphia. <laughs> Come on. I was ready. I bought a hat. I'd got like a big thing saying I love the USA and everything. I was stood in the in the corridor going, let's go. And uh, they went, no, you're going Germany. And uh, my wife's fluent German, which really helped. So so we ended up staying in Germany at their hospitals for a bit while we waited yeah, for I a scan. Yeah, we were there for a week in, Ger in mm. Berlin. And the whole thing took about eight, nine months in hospitals. It was brutal, really. But um, she's completely cured. When they took the bit of the pancreas off that was faulty in the tail, 
a sugar stabilized within two days and then we were gone it was mad how old is she now she's 13 now and all she's got is a little scar where they took a bit of the pancreas and she's got the dint where her plug was where that little mushroom thing was and and that's the only only signs that she had something wrong with her but i remember going to germany and and what struck me was they were it was that the bedside manner is very different compared to like it's, right. it's quite it's without being stereotypical it felt quite abrupt they were all walking yeah, around in crocs and it was very sort of efficient and uh what was really weird is it, they wouldn't let both of us stay in the hospital so Gemma stayed by the bed w- with Olivia and I had to stay off site and do you know where they put me they put me in someone some place called the Ronald McDonald house have you heard of these <laughs> So people don't believe it exists, but basically McDonald's put money into families who have got children who are in hospital with conditions and they put the parents up in the city near the hospital. And I said to Gemma, there's a real sweet irony that my daughter has got a blood sugar issue and we've been given accommodation by McDonald's, (laughs) which seems like such a wild sort of ironic twist, really. It's amazing, a Ronald McDonald house. Yeah, so they, so the, the answer to a problem, basically McDonald's are giving people diabetes, but resolving it at the other end. So yeah, that's I can't, nice, I, isn't it? I, I can't help feeling that they're doing some sort of penance in a weird way, but it's like uh, like Weatherspoons having AA meetings, I suppose, isn't it? It's, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've, I mean, you've you've probably seen enough. Did you see hospitals a lot before this, or never? Not bothered? really. I mean, yeah. I've been to, you know, like. Well, nothing remotely like you know. It's when when your kids are ill. That's obviously a, that's a whole different level of stress, isn't it? I suppose you know that Elliot was uh, had a collapsed lung once, and uh, that's the only time I've, I've been in any. That was I think one, maybe two nights I stayed at the hospital next to him, um, but that got resolved, and he's. Um, but yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing compared to what you've you've been through there. Um, or I've never stayed in hospital. I don't think overnight before. Yeah, recently. I mean, it's, what we what we found really weird is when we'd been in there because we were in there like six months in in QMC in Nottingham. And um, it's like sleeping on the moon because there's like beeps and weird sort of bloop, 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 and and like it's sort of at some point you sort of drift off. It's like 2001: Space Odyssey. It's like being in a Kubrick film. It's very, very surreal. And uh, we just sort of shift work. So I would stay one night, and then Gemma would stay in the day, and then I'd go to work. I was working at the time. We did that for six months. It was absolutely bonkers. But um, but they couldn't do enough for us. That was the the really weird thing. It was you sort of they misdiagnosed it initially but when they actually got the diagnosis they dealt with it straight away but yeah, it's, it's a amazing. roller coaster it, it is amazing you get you do how you take it for granted so every month so i have to have chemo once a week i've had four now out of me six and this um room that you go to at uclh like now i cannot imagine I've never been to another chemo room. I can't imagine there's one like this. It's a uh, Pete, the producer's been there. It's a I'm I'm sure you agree, Pete, right? So it's a big, huge room, <clears throat> and round the sort of edge there are beds and chairs, and people come in. There's a sort of nice Christmas tree in there at the moment, but it's not it, it's not too ostentatious, and the people walking around very calmly, nurses and that, making sure everyone's all right, and. Both my partner and I both had the same thought this week, actually, independently, which is it actually looks like a an art installation. 
<clears throat> she said it looks like Damien Hurst sort of created it. It's like this big sort of empty room and it's so calm. And it's, um, I would imagine that around the world, most chemo rooms are not like that. People are probably squashed together and the staff are all rushed. <clears throat> but they're just so relaxed in there. You'd never know. And you wander around sometimes on your drip and talk to the other people. Here's another thing. I, without wanting to get all you know, too wanky about it, but it's no one in there is miserable. There's a bloke there. I need to speak to him each time I leave. So the last two, three weeks, he's a white old each thing geezer like that. And as I was leaving the other day, well, like, yeah, well, mate, how are you getting on? Oh, you've had four of them. You're over the hill now, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here for a few more weeks. No point fucking moaning about it. Enough fucking moaning in the world, isn't there, eh? <laughs> so big Christmas. Everybody's like that. And I think, I don't think I've ever been to a place where there's nobody's miserable or negative. No one moans at the staff or anything. <clears throat> you think of all the other places you go to, like football grounds where 90% of people are fucking had enough. <laughs> no, it's the it's the least negative place I've ever been. The chemo room. I think That's... I might carry on going after I'm cured. <laughs> I, I sometimes find that, though, when I go to the doctors and, I, and I'm waiting for the appointment, the bit where I'm in the waiting room, sat with a magazine... I sometimes think, oh, this is all I need, actually. I don't need to see the doctor. I feel I just needed to pause life for a second and read Bella next to an old lady. And then then you feel, feel like going, that, that's enough now. I feel great. Forget the appointment, mate. I'm cured. I'm out. I think, I think there is something... I, I think there is. I think there's something in the fact that everyone's crisis brings people together as well. I think. I know it sounds very cliche, but I think it makes people appreciate things. And you probably have got that positive vibes in there, bizarrely. Yeah. Because people are linked through something that's difficult. Or maybe I don't yeah. know. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No, I think that I think there is there is a bit in that. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on air. The first two weeks, I won't be seeing him again for good reasons. <coughs> How about this? Dave, right, he's sat in the bed opposite me and he's what I thought was on chemo. He's on a drip. I said, oh, you've been on the chemo. Well, it's not chemo, actually, Mark. It's not chemo. It's uh, it's arsenic. I said, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, no, they give me arsenic. <clears throat> so this bloke's 70. And uh, in February, he got this rare leukaemia. And they said, well, there is one cure that we've got. We found it works, which is arsenic. Now, I don't know much about arsenic, but I've never had it down as a cure. So they give him this bit of arsenic, and I suppose like chemo, chemo's not good for you. It's killing things, but it's killing things that you don't want to be there. And arsenic does this. And he's been on this arsenic once a week, and he said, this is my last two weeks. So he's gone now, and he's it's sorted his leukaemia. He's good as gold, and uh, he's back off. He was running three times a week and all that sort of thing, so he's fit enough to withstand the arsenic. But, but uh, arsenic. I said, these parts are these. There must have been some poor sod, like who's a murderer, poisoner in the 17th century. Ha ha. My, my foe, my foe believeth that he has eaten an apple for which I have given him, not knowing that I have poisoned yonder apple, and that he shall be, at, and that he shall be meeting, meeting the end of his days within <laughs> seconds. Ha ha. And then the following week, fuck, for not only have he not dead, I have cured his cancer. He's never been so healthy. I've taken years off him. I don't know what you gave me with that apple, mate. Five. <laughs> I've never felt so good. 
Yeah, arsenic is a cure. What are they going to find next? Beheading. Beheading is that? I know it sounds strange, but we behead you, and then you know, two or three days later, you're good as gold. I tell you what. Since they cut my head off, my sinuses have been (laughs) clear as a bell. I've 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 had so that that migraine has gone. It shits on migraine leave. Just a little cheeky beheading. (laughs) I quite like that. I suppose that's the that's quite honest. Uh, system they, they wouldn't have as many beds problem with beds would they if they no. were whacking heads off giving people arsenic get them out yeah well this guy arsenic unless he was winding me up he might be listening to this right he's only going to fucking believe it <laughs> it may be yes I love that you don't know what it is cat sick no I know it sounds strange but we inject cat sick up your ass, put it on a drip well, they all they all came from experimental sources, didn't they? Medication. None of it. I, I reckon a lot of it is from people testing it on themselves. <clears throat> Years of yeah. science. None of it was probably done in a lab. It was all done by some drunk ex Cambridge <laughs> scholar who was bored out of his mind. Probably. I think one of the time when I was about nineteen twenty, and there was a one of the very brilliant comics at the very very early days of uh, our comedy scene called John Dowie. And he had this routine. I can imagine lots of people who do something like it now, but I, it, it just was the... I've never seen anyone do it with such... so robust as he did it, because he was so angry about everything. And he would say, shark's liver oil. How did they find out that was any good for hemorrhoids? <laughs> there must have been some bloke with the most terrible piles walking along the beach saw a dead shark and thought, fuck it, I've tried everything else, I'll rip its liver out and shove it up my arse. Yeah. And <laughs> I suppose that that must be, I don't know. Maybe it is the, just the sort of desperation. Once you start, if you start a paracetamol, you're going to end up, at some point, you're going to look at a squirrel and think, I, I wonder if that'll work. Just whack that <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. You've tried everything else, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, you know, I, I don't know, but I don't know, at the end of it all, it seems to, uh, there's this strange thing, this military man I meet every day, he was, we're sort of mates now, he was a commander in, he's a commander in the Lancers, <laughs> you know, not someone I would normally end up, but yeah, yeah, yes, yes, well, I you know, rather, rather seem to be finding that we're sort of along parallel lines when it comes to these sort of, uh, uh, come to these rather uh, appalling sort of circumstances we find ourselves in, but there we are, what can one do? I love it. Do you know what? This is a sitcom, Mark. This is these characters. <laughs> the chemo room, written by, performed by Mark Steele. Yeah, yeah, it could be. He said, um, "I'd rather take him to we're reading the Stoics." So uh, I said, oh, "I'm going to give that a go." Yes, gets you through any some, um, gets you through them of the awkward nights. Marcus Aurelius. All right. <laughs> You'd never encounter these people in any other mm. walk of life, and that's brought you together. It's quite marvellous, really, in a weird way. You know, these section of society, wow. Yeah. I have to go, the, the actual radiotherapy, which, um, again, I, I would never have known such a thing existed. <clears throat> Each day, as soon as we finished here, I've got a game for today's. So I go into this room, and I go, hello, Mark. There's a machine there with Spotify on. So uh, I choose, I haven't chosen my music for today. So I, I pick an, an album every day. Um, I thought Monday I'd have the Happy Mondays. Bum, 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 bum. Because it was Monday. Uh, yesterday I had my Ivor Powell's dot here, the, the lovely Faroese, obscure Faroese folk singer. I don't know who I'm going to have today. <coughs> 
and they go, oh, what you got today? And they're all sort of, they all get interested in what I'm going to have today. And um, and then they put that on. Then I lie on this bench and then they shout some numbers at each other. Post four, three, one with a six, leaning towards shoulder up something like the shipping forecast. And then this mask goes over my head, which the first time it happens, you think, what on earth? And that's clamped, it bolts down like it's some torturer, like it's some horror film. And then they leave the room and then this machine makes all these whirring noises, but you just sort of like try to focus on the music. And about eight, nine minutes later, they come in and take it off. See you tomorrow. Like a job. Wow, well, what was tomorrow. it then? Radio, radiotherapy. What, what did yeah. you say? Yeah, radiotherapy. radiotherapy. So they're burning. They've got this through this mask that they've made to fit me face. They burn the cancerous cells away. <clears throat> you don't feel a thing. Wow. Until until later that night when you're going backwards and forwards, gobbing up the, you know, so it's amazing. It's uh, it's it's not the same. But when I had um, really bad eczema, they used to. T- I went for light therapy, so they they told me to take my clothes off and put uh, a, a sock over my balls well over my shaft it wouldn't fit over the balls uh, hey. <laughs> and they, uh, they that's they, not they, enough mate <laughs> yeah, no, you're I'm, gonna need a christmas stocking for that i'm gonna need a couple of football socks mate for these a uh, uh, couple of football socks and two bobble hats <laughs> and uh, so i put that on but they they made you strip i think some of it as well is to humiliate you because they made me strip naked and then put this sock over and then put these little john lennon red goggles on and stand in a in a booth like this where they pressed and a door came round like a trained toilet and they'd give you like five minutes of UV light. And I, I reckon they're just laughing their heads off in the outside just going, he put the sock on and the glasses, the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he's not even questioned it yet. But I remember when I... squash banana. When I put the little on thing over, the little sock on the old chap, it was one of the... I looked in the mirror... It has to be one of the saddest <laughs> moments of my life. Because even, even he looked Do they bleak. give you a little photo? You know, like when you go to Thorpe Park <laughs> yeah, and you're on the yeah. water. If you want to uh, buy this photo. <laughs> yeah, you're looking all the way along and there's just you there. There's me. But it, it looked like a little, you know, like a little hostage that had been bagged. It was like even a, even sort of listlessly drooping. It's one of the saddest <laughs> moments of my life. Copy of that day's paper. I am, I am being... Being looked after. Please pay the money. Yeah, it was it was awful, <laughs> but I, I I remember I remember doing that. So there's all that mad. And I, as I got outside into the main bit, because it was all for people who had skin conditions. I just remember seeing a fully like a, a lady walk past, and she had had the tar treatment, so she was just completely covered in black tar. Just what? yeah, yeah. And she was on the way to the tar room, and I remember like double doing a double take, going, "This is like some." mad theme park in here I've just had light therapy she's covered in tar there's people slopping d- uh, dipper basin uh, moisturiser all over like they're doing a cross channel yeah. swim just slapping that on yeah. <laughs> and you just go just go is this you feel like standing there and going is this helping anyone <laughs> or is yeah. this is, is this no, you accept anything yeah no you've you got do. sea lion therapy you have to lie under a sea lion and it just slithers yeah. over you <laughs> You'll you'll do you'll literally do anything, and I I, I remember it was it was such a weird. I went every week, stood in mm. that little light booth. Did you? 
Yeah. Even just once. No, because I had really chronic... It was actually after Olivia was ill, it triggered um, right, yeah, a, yeah. a flare-up that I couldn't get out of. And in the end, I remember, because I said to the doctor, I was down at the doctor's and I said, I wish there was... Um, uh, there's no way you can give me a... Oh, yeah, because originally I, I had acupuncture because my mate said, try acupuncture. So I went to this place in Nottingham and it was a proper Chinese acupuncture place. Oh. And uh, I mean, it, it was nice, but it did bugger all i mean i was there right. did like three sessions and um it did nothing and then i went to the doctors and it had got really bad and i said i know there's no uh, magical tablet you can give me he went oh there is and i thought i've been doing i've been coming for 30 years you've been giving me steroid you've sent me in a little booth made me put a little sock on me old chap and little goggles <laughs> and you had a tablet in your drawer you shit house how can you sit on that and um <laughs> he uh <laughs> he, he basically gave me these tablets and you know what it is it's cyclosporin which was a, a, a kidney rejection drug so what that was is apparently they give it to people who've had a transplant to stop them rejecting the organ and one of the side effects was anyone who had a skin condition like eczema it cured it because it switches your immune system off for a bit because I've got Amazing. an overactive immune system that's why my eczema was really bad apparently and uh, when when because the doctor said to me oh how many times were you ill at school I was like I was never ill how many times you've been ill since I was never and I thought I'm a superhero <laughs> I'm like a shit superhero. And uh, yeah, and, and basically it slowed down my immune system. And within three days, my eczema had cleared up. But I had to have uh, a renal check. They had to take blood every month and check my kidney function because it's a really strong drug. And I was on that for a year. And um, yeah, and it's never flared up since. But it did mean that when the COVID thing happened, I was on a vulnerable list. Oh, so that's that's good. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that's good. That's what Gemma said. That's really good that you're on a vulnerable list and I remember I remember sit, sit, sitting there with a load of grandmas and nanas and old people and just go they're all looking at me going how's he managed to get bumped up this list <laughs> I said I had a bit of I had a bit of eczema in 2010 oh terrible itch I had a terrible itch a few years I, had a, ago. I had a nasty rash a decade ago love. So that, that's yeah. why I'm here but yeah, yeah. it's it, it, yeah, I've, I've always forgotten that. I've forgotten that whole period, but that was, yeah, they sent me for some mad treatments. Really strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, a, a, it's incredible, isn't it? Some of this, some of this stuff. <clears throat> the main thing is, though, it, it does, they've sort of work, they work it out in the end. They can work it out in the end with most of these, most of these. That's what the main thing I keep thinking of, look, for this is sort of, <clears throat> you know, I just was brought up thinking that's, you got cancer, that's it. You know, some girls such as such got cancer, that's another way of saying they died. In fact, there'd be more chance of them living if they died. That's how bad cancer was thought of. If you said, oh, will they be all right? That would just stupid. That's like if someone said, oh, your auntie Nellie's died. And you went, is she going to be all right? That would make more sense than saying, are they going to be all right if they got cancer? But <clears throat> now it... it yeah, I think you have to be quite unlucky for it to. You, you probably will be all right. Yeah, it's it's um, it's incredible. That, that will be, and that that was the last episode that Mark recorded before he died later that afternoon. <laughs> that would be quite funny. Yeah, but I'm probably going to be all right. I've probably got to go through this and other things in eight weeks. There'll probably be a period where I think I'm a chicken a bit. <laughs> Chicken face. Uh, He's in the poultry face, the yeah. poultry section. Oh, no. 
What the, the, the podcast, <laughs> the, the, the rare one that never went out. What the fuck? It- <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love that because uh, we, we would have Mark on, but he's having his chimpanzee hour. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, the neighbours are going up the wall. It's, I know you've got cancer, but you, the shit keeps fucking... Stop. You can't, you know, it's Christmas. You can't throw shit at us. We're very sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, we're very sympathetic. We can't have a grown man laying an egg on a wee libbing. It's just not acceptable. <laughs> Scott, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. This has been by some distance my most enjoyable period of life uh, in the last 12 hours. Wow, I feel honoured. I feel like I've... <laughs> yeah, I feel two like, and a half but- of those hours but I did spend with my head in a fucking toilet. <laughs> well, the bar was low, but I'm glad I raised it slightly. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? I'm, 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 I could cheer people up marginally more than some excessive vomiting, which is... <laughs> I'll stick that on the CV. That's wonderful. I've only thank- been sick once. I don't know what sort of chemotherapy this is. I want my money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Scott, for elucidating <laughs> us all as to what the fuck is going on. I think we've got it now. Thank you. Oh, what are you doing, by the way? What are you doing? What, what can we? Where can we see you? Doing lots um, of I've I've got a Radio Four special which is out at the moment called Stuff, which is on BBC Sounds. If you'd like to check that out, so that's Brilliant. live now, and I'm on tour again in February. Final leg of my Great Scott tour. If you go to scottbennettcomedy.co.uk, all the info's on there. Marvelous. Absolutely. I'm sure it's absolutely wonderfully entertaining. And if I'm up and fit, I shall come to one of our shows. Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, definitely. Bring some mucus along to sell on the merch yeah, table. Yeah, I will. In, yeah. <laughs> if you sort of, if, don't be put off by sounds of. That's fine. It's, <laughs> yeah. my, it's my part of my human rights to go out and do that in shows now. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, be, I'll, I'll time the punchlines with your mucus. <laughs> it's the least I can do for all the work you've done all the years. So <laughs> Thanks so much, mate. Cheers. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you've liked it, then uh, review it. If you don't, it, well, if you haven't... Uh, if, no, review it badly. So why the fuck did I listen to this bloke whinging on about his illness? Go on, put that on. I dare you. What the fuck is going on was hosted by me, Mark Still, with my guest Scott Bennett. Music was by Willie Dowling. It was produced by Pete Sinclair and Mike Benwell at Carousel Studios. What the fuck is going on was a WTF production. Done it. <laughs>